Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Wow, hallelujah. Wow, what a blessing to be in the presence of God. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence, to engage and encounter your word. Let your word indeed be a blessing to everyone that is here today. May our lives be challenged, may our lives be transformed, and may our lives be moved forward in the name of Jesus. I arrest every spirit that is not of you that fights for our attention. I arrest it now. I put the devil on lock now in the name of Jesus. Let your word, which is quick and powerful, enter into every heart that is here in the name of Jesus. Improve our lives. Advance our walk with you from today in the name of Jesus. Let your word make us wise. Your word declares that your word is sharper than every two-edged sword. It's quick and powerful. It's able to divide between thoughts and ideas. Sharper than piercing between the soul and the spirit, the joint and the marrow, and he said, descend out of our thoughts, Lord. Descend our thoughts today through your word and speak to us in the name of Jesus. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Wonderful. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you happy to be back in town? Oh, yes, yeah, we are happy to see you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, happy to see you and it's a blessing for us to be together again. Amen. And I want to believe that in this time of, the, of preaching, God will speak to every single one of us. Amen. I said God will speak to every single one of us. Somebody say amen. amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. Wonderful. Amen. amen. Wonderful. I've been talking about prayer while you were away. And I want to continue today. Amen. Amen. Last week I talked about the mysteries of prayer. When we say something is a mystery, it means that you can't know it. Do you get it? You don't know it completely. It will surprise you right now. Now, prayer is also mysterious. Why is prayer mysterious? Because God is mysterious. And because God, God is mysterious, because we can't completely know God. We can't totally understand God. Do you get it? So, and prayer also forms the mysteries of God. And I talked about the fact that although God knows everything that we need and everything we want to say before we say, he still wants to hear us say it. Amen. Amen. Let's start from a high ground. How many of you have been in a relationship before? If you don't want to wave publicly, just wave in your heart. (laughs) Do you get it? Not a relationship with your mother. Do you get it? But what you call relationship. Maybe she go sit this way so that we can balance the church with your Michael Jackson look. Anyway, now, those of you who have been in a relationship before, if it's a guy-girl relationship, you know the girl loves you, but you want to hear her say that she loves you. You know the girl loves you, but you want, you want her to say it. Is that not so? Uh-huh. That's God also. He knows what you want to say, but he wants to hear you saying it. 
Hallelujah. Yeah, that's it. That's the mystery of prayer. So when we pray, although what we are telling God, he already knows, he still wants to hear. That's what makes prayer mysterious. Amen. Now, today I want to share with you what happens when you do not pray. Because remember, what is my goal in what I'm sharing? My goal in what I'm sharing is to make us prayerful as Christians. To make us become Christians who pray every day. Every day when you wake up, you pray. I've woken up at dawn today to pray. Whilst you were dreaming, I was praying for you. Do you get it? That's why that dog that was chasing you didn't catch you. Yeah, why do you think you woke up before the dog could bite you? Your pastor was praying for you. Amen. Look, there was a guy. I, did I share this last week? I think it was last week or last two weeks. He had an accident. He was going to die. In fact, he was dead. When we went to see him, we, look, the doctors didn't have any hope for him. And we prayed and prayed for days. Every day I'll go there three, four times a day to pray and call for his spirit to come back into his body. I kept doing that for some time, for a week. And the second week, one of the days when I prayed for him, he came out and he said, thank you, Bishop. And he went back in like that. Yeah. You have not seen supernatural things before. When he woke up, he told us of something that happened to him whilst he was in the coma. He told us that the spirit came to take him. Then another spirit came to fight against that, that spirit that had come to take him. And he was watching and he was wondering why. So there was an angel standing by him and the angel told him, look over there. So he pulled the curtain and showed him, look over there. And he looked. When he looked, he, he could hear somebody pray, but he couldn't see who it was. Then the angel said, look clearly, look, look carefully. And then he looked again. When he looked again, he saw me praying for him. He said, your pastor is praying for you. Yeah. Do you get it? So... You'll be surprised. So many things happen when we pray. And so many things happen when we don't pray. Hallelujah. And I want to share with you maybe about five things that happen when we don't pray. As a Christian. So I'm driving you to get to the place to pray every day. Even if you don't know how to pray. To learn how to pray and to start to pray. It's like a soldier who's in an army. You don't want to learn how to shoot. How are you going to defend yourself in the war? Meanwhile, you are in war. It's not like you are at home. If you are at home with your wife and children, you don't need your gun. But you are at war. They are shooting everywhere. You don't want to shoot. You have a gun, but you don't want to shoot. You don't want to learn how to shoot. You better start shooting because when the war breaks out, you just shoot. Every, the enemy is shooting. You are also shooting. It's not like somebody is there watching. Is there somebody coming before? No, they all open fire. They all open fire. So you must learn to pray. If shooting was, if prayer was like shooting, you must become like John Wick. That you shoot everybody. Pa, 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 pa. Everybody, anywhere. Yeah. John Wick is the only one that can kill another person with a book. Kill somebody with a pencil. Pencil. Yeah. You must become that type of Christian. That you can pray and kill demons and deal with things. Whether you are in a hurry, whether you have the whole day, whether it's at dawn, whether it's in the afternoon, in the morning, whether you have eaten, whether you have not eaten, still become a prayer warrior. <laughs> Hallelujah. So five things that happen when we don't pray. The first one is that when you don't pray, 
your life is directed by happenstance. Happenstance. When you don't pray, your life is directed or is ordered by happenstance. Okay? Happen and then stance. S-T-A-N-C-E-S. Happenstance. What is happenstance? Happenstance is chance, luck, good luck, bad luck, serendipity, any event. It's like, oh, just a fluke. So your life is a Christian who doesn't pray or a human being who doesn't pray. But since I'm talking to Christians, let's just take with a Christian who doesn't pray. Life is governed by chance. And let's stay with chance because that's the common one we know. Chance. Hallelujah. Now you cannot afford to live your life to chance. I'm crossing the road by chance. If there's no car coming, then I'll make it to the other side. Think about it. Why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. Now, if you are trying to cross the road, how many of you, when you get to the road, you say, oh, I'm go- I'm, I've closed my eyes. I'm going to cross the road. Now, if a car is coming and the person, a Zulu man is coming, he's very nice, he decides that he won't bump me, then I'll make it to the other side. So, this is the road and I'm coming. What if you get there, it's a crosser man who's coming. I said, what if you get there and it's a closer driver who's coming? You have decided you are not going to look. That's why they teach us in school, or even when we are young, that when you are crossing the road, look what? Left, and then right, and then left again. And then you cross. Even when you are crossing, you have to keep looking. Yeah, because, why? You don't want to leave your chances of getting to the other side of the road to chance. One day I was parking in, in a parking lot and there was a guy sitting at the edge of where I was parking. Okay? And he was just sitting there coolly, his legs stretched to where I'm supposed to park. And that was the only parking spot available to me. So as I was coming in, he was watching me and I was watching and I was expecting him to move. And he, had just, he just pulled his leg. You know, if it's like this place, he was here, his legs are here. Now my car is supposed to stop somewhere here. So he just pulled his leg in a bit. Do you get it? And then, being a Zulu man, I parked nicely. <laughs> but as I was there, I was thinking that, hey, this guy, he really trusts me, ne? He doesn't know whether I'm a learner driver, whether I've stolen the car, I don't know how to drive, or what. he just has so much confidence in me that I'll be so nice and so kind and just stop at the exact place I'm supposed to stop. What if in the course of stopping I just missed something. Bam! He's a cripple. He'll start playing for Ama Croco Croco. <laughs> do, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. When, when a Christian doesn't pray, the Christian is like this guy who's living his life and everything to chance. It's like it's in my hands. I should determine what will happen to you. Now, why is it that, why should you not live your life to chance? Am I going to get my, I'm living to chance. Am I going to pass the exam? I'm living it to chance. Am I going to do well? I'm living it to chance. Whatever I have to do, am I going to brush my teeth? I'm living it to chance. If by mistake, my toothpaste, my toothbrush jumps out of the cup and enters into my mouth, then I'll brush my teeth before I go out. 
You can't live. Life is so important that you cannot leave it just to chance. Now, many things that we think that are chance are actually no chance. They are governed in another realm. You see, you watch a soccer game and you are expecting that Chelsea will beat um, another team, Man United. Okay? And you, you are so sure. You'll be surprised that the game they have agreed between the two of them have agreed that Man United should rather win. Yeah, many things that you know that you think is just by chance or by luck have already been organized before you even come. Yeah, you'll be surprised. For example, there there are some, 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 some courses that you are doing. They have already determined how many people should pass. You are 54 people doing the course. They've decided already that they are going to graduate 23 people, which means that before you started the course, 31 people have failed. No matter how well they do, they have failed. But you say it was just by, by, by serendipity. Say serendipity. serendipity. Even if you didn't know this word, add it to the words that you have. Serendipity. It means chance. Like by just some events, by some stars aligning. Then, meanwhile, they've already decided that 31 of you are going to fail. So, you all get above 50. They will find the highest 21. And who betides you if the lecturer has a girlfriend in the class and then the girlfriend didn't pass and you passed? He will take you out and put the girlfriend in to pass. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't live your life that, oh, you know, oh, anything that should happen should happen. Look, it doesn't work like that. It does anything you don't work on gets destroyed. If you like, even your Christian life, like even coming to church, if you don't work on your coming to church and just leave it, if Pastor Lungani calls me, I will come. What if he doesn't have airtime? I said, What if he doesn't have airtime? Uh, if Bishop remembers to check on me, then I, hey, do you know the other people I have to check on? No, simple. Do you know them? <laughs> What if he doesn't remember your name? Today I was talking to somebody and I was asking the person to call a particular guy and he, she was telling me, hey, let me pray I can remember the name. How I save the name on the phone. So what if she doesn't remember? If this guy is there praying and to give the person a business connection, do you get it? So if the guy is praying, then this girl will remember the name that she used to save and call him. If she doesn't remember, we'll find another person. So you sit down and live your life to chance. I'm just leaving you to chance, you see. I saw me, I'll be there. Anything that happens. Hey! You cannot, you are too important. Your life is too important to just leave it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So things. Now, a lot of, even in the supernatural, things are organized. There's a guy in the Bible, his name is Ahab. He died in the Bible, okay? Now, when he died, he died by some accident. He was a king. We are going to read about it. He was a king, and people were looking for him to kill him. So when he was going to the battle, he called another guy. He said, you dress like the king, and I would, I would just disguise myself and go like a servant. 
So that even when the people come to the war, they will not know that I am the king. Do you see? Since I'm the one they are looking for, they will even know it is me. So he dressed like that and he went to battle. And as he went to battle, it came to pass that as they were there, they saw the guy who was dressed like a king. And the first Kings 22. And they started to chase that guy. When they started to chase him, he started to shout, I am not the king, I am not the king, it's not me, it's not me. Then when they realized that it's not him, they left him to go. So they couldn't find the king. But as they were there, the Bible said, somebody shot an arrow by mistake. And then the arrow went, and then it went to pierce that king they were looking for. And when it was pierced, the king was wearing an armor. He was wearing his armor. But Bible says it pierced him in the space of the armor. If you have watched some of these old movies, you see the armor protects various places. So it pierced him through where there's a gap. It's like you're wearing a bulletproof vest. But the person has been able to shoot. And it has passed by the side. The only space that exists is passed there to get to the place where it can kill you. And that is, let me read it to you. First Kings 22. I'm reading from verse 30. I'm reading from the NIV. It says, The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will enter the battle in, in disguise, but you wear the royal robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. Now the king of Aram, which is the people they were the enemies, had ordered his 32 chariot commanders, do not fight with anyone small or great except the king of Israel. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, this is the guy who was dressed like the king, they thought, surely this is the king of Israel. So they turned to attack him. But when Jehoshaphat cried out, the chariot commanders saw that he was not the king of Israel and stopped chasing him. But someone drew a bow at random, accidentally, and hit the king of Israel between the sections of his armor. The king told his chariots, wheel around and get me out of the fighting. I have been wounded. And all day the battle raged and the king of Israel was propped up in his chariot, facing the remains. The blood from his wound ran onto the floor of the chariots, and that evening, he died. How many of you think that this guy died by accident? No, just by the story. Isn't it just accident? Isn't it just sheer serendipity? But look at what happened before this guy died, before this guy went to battle. The same first Kings. I'm reading from verse 19 now. Listen, this is why you must pray as a Christian. Scorer, this is why you must pray. If you don't wake up to pray about your life, things are being decided for you before you can even move. The Bible says that. Verse, verse 19 says, And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. These are evil spirits having a meeting. Okay? He said, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him on the right hand and on his left hand. Next verse. And the Lord said, who shall persuade Ahab? This is the Ahab that died by accident. Is, is that not so? For now, let's all agree that he died by accident. Is that not so? Now the real facts of the death is coming. He said, 
who will persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall. The word fall is die in Ramoth Gilead. And one said unto, unto this manner, and another unto this. So somebody brought this idea, somebody brought this. And then look at the next verse, 22. 22. And the Lord said, and wherewith? And he said, I will go forth and put a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets. And he said, thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do so. 23. Now therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of thy prophet. And the Lord hath sent him. Now, what, did, what was this event? If you read on, you see the rest of the story. They went to all the prophets were to go, you will win. Nothing bad will happen to you. Then even when one prophet came and told him, where you are going, you will die. God is going to kill you there. So don't go. He said, oh, this guy, bad guy, we don't even need to speak to him. He was so determined to go there. He didn't know that his death had been organized. The whole essence of him going there was for him to die. Whether he went as a king or he went as a slave or whatever, he was going to die there. A plan had been taken in the supernatural for him to die. But when you look at the death, this is in the spirit realm, but on earth, it looked like a natural accident. Oh, she wasn't lucky. Oh, she was lucky. You see somebody married, oh, this guy, this girl, she was lucky. Like one day I was pastoring a church. Then, (laughs) as I was the pastor of the church, one of the girl, one girl from one of our branches in another place, she came to the church. She, she just got a new job. So she transferred to the church where I was the pastor. Just when she came, another brother came to join the church. Same time. She came in January. Then the brother came to also join the church in January. About three months, four months down the line, the brother said, well, I like this girl. The one who just came. Before we say by September they were married. I'm telling you. You say, wow, what surprise. Accident. Coincidence. Serendipity. Is that not so? All the old girls in the church who didn't have any word in God, they were so angry at this girl. How did she come to steal their blessing? If today is your first time, there's a breakthrough for you. How did she come to steal their blessing? Or if you are visiting from one of our branches, there's a blessing for you. <laughs> Look, they were so angry. How many of you feel that? Look, this was some queens. As soon as they married, not so long ago, they left that, that branch to go back to. So it's like she came like a smash and grab. She came in and out. She was gone with her husband. <laughs> wow. Wow. But you will be surprised. So you say, oh, she was lucky. She was, it's been organized in the spirit long ago. Long ago. So when you don't pray, things are being decided for you in the spirit. Before it even gets to you. That's why you have to rise up and learn to pray. Learn to pray. Now, 
Pray. Pastor, tell me I've never prayed before. Prayer is like walking for a child. You start somewhere. You start to walk. Even you try to stand. You see, when you stand, you fall down. Then you have to hold something. After a while, you can't stand. Then, now you see the child is standing. Just take a step. He'll be standing there. It's like he's going to take a penalty kick. He's not sure. Should I go? Should I? Then one day, he will take one step. Then he will take. And, and if he was surprised, sometimes they take a step. Then they bring it back. Oh! The strength that you were using to bring it back. Why didn't you use it to bring this one forward? I don't understand. It's amazing. Do you get it? But that's how prayer is. So you don't know how to pray. You start. You learn. Oh, Father God. Hey, Bishop said I should pray. But I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. Oh, Mr. God. Mr. God. Babu God. Listen, God. Oh, God. Yes, God. Okay, God. Thank you. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee. Yes, God. Then you go. Even you yourself, when you listen to the prayer, you wonder, what at all was I telling God? But you are starting. I'm telling you. You are starting. You are starting. You are starting. Then you come again the next day. Babu God. Do you remember what I told you yesterday? Then God said, ah, but you didn't say anything. God, I was thinking about it. You didn't hear it. Ah, God. Anyway, God, you see, when I went to church, Bishop said that, although you know you want us to tell you, so I'm now telling you that, listen, I need a job. My current job, I don't like it. I want a better one. God, please. Oh, God. Thank you, God. God, I'll call you eh, later. Check your status. You Check my status. You will see me eh, later. Then you go. And it's developing. Till a time where when you rise up to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, the soon and coming king, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the ancient of days, I call on you now. Intervene in my cause. Is that you? It's the same way a child starts to walk. Before long, you see him running. I knew a child. He couldn't walk. He would be doing... Recently, I saw him. He was showing off to me just Friday on the stairs that he can jump from one place to another. Like the same child. Yeah. When you start to speak in tongues, it's also like that. You don't know what to say. Ma, 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 ma. Even when you hear other people's tongues and you hear your tongues, you feel that your tongues is not serious. Your tongues doesn't get anywhere. It just gets to Ushaka Marine World, then it comes back. But the person next to you, when he speaks in tongues, it goes to heaven and it comes back. Do you get it? As you keep doing it, a time will come you can speak in tongues and even put comments and question marks. Yeah. And give a pause. Yeah. You the same person who was doing ma, ma, ma. That's how it is. You only get better when you keep trying. When you continue. So I've come to challenge you, all of us. Now let's become praying Christians. Because when you don't pray, things are happening on your behalf. Yeah, things are happening on your behalf. People are doing things on your behalf. Number two, when you don't pray, I said, I'm giving you five. So, when you do not pray, your life is governed by the major curses of the world. When you do not pray, 
Your life is governed. When we say governed, it means your life is controlled. The events of your, lives are, of your life is directed by these cases. And in this world, there are three major cases that affect the world. You see, there's a scripture. This dawn, I was thinking of a scripture that says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is he who hangs upon a tree. Any man that hangeth upon a tree. Do you see? And I was wondering, these curses, this is not what Christ has delivered us. He has delivered us from the curse of the law, the curses that came from the law. These curses existed before the law. Just as tithes. You see, recently there's been a preaching on social media that has thrown tithing into some frenzy. Tithing is before the law. If, 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 if whoever was preaching says that um, we are under grace, so tithing doesn't apply to us. Grace covers, overcomes the law. Tithing was before the law. Abraham existed. The law came from Moses. Abraham existed before Moses. And Abraham paid tithe. Abraham existed far before Moses. When did Moses come into the Bible? Do you get it? Uh-huh. So, these curses, they, they were there. This is not the curse of the law. It's, it's like Christ has saved us from the curses that are in the law. If you do this, then you get this. If you do, uh-huh. But the things that, are, these three curses, they are, number one, the curse of Adam. The curse of Adam. The curse of Adam. The, what is the curse of Adam? The curse of Adam, God said to Adam that from the sweat of your face you will eat bread. From that day, everything became difficult. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread. That's the first curse, curse of Adam. That's why everything else is difficult. Before that curse, everything else was easy. All Adam, what Adam will eat, what human, where you will live, everything was just, God had provided it already. From that day, Adam started to sweat to eat. And up to today, we sweat to eat. The second curse is the curse of Eve. The curse that God put on Eve. What is the curse that God put on Eve? God put a curse on Eve, which applies to all women. That you have an uncontrollable desire for a man. I like the way you are clearing your truth. <laughs> an uncontrollable desire for a man. Do you see? And then he will rule over you. Yeah. And then the, the final one is that even to give birth, it will be difficult, it will be painful. It will be painful. Yeah, that's why you see, look, if you want to be sure that a lady is certain of what she's saying, apply a man, like put a man in the mix. If she's still saying the same thing, then she's serious. If you want to see women behaving foolishly, just bring a man into the mix. You'll see that, yes. It's like when ladies see men, they lose all their common sense. They don't want us to say, but it's true. Meanwhile, you'll be sitting in school with the same girl. She passes physics easier than you do. You, you know only the first law, Newton's first law of motion. You don't know any other law. She knows everything. She even has to teach you to pass. But you see her following you like that, like a fool. It's the case. It's the, it's the case of 
Eve. You see, I don't have a lot of time to talk about this. You are provoking me. Because some of you are behaving like you don't believe what I'm saying. You are the example of what I'm saying. You are the example of what I'm saying. And because you are provoking me, I'm tempted to prove it to you, but I want to continue my preaching. I'm, I'm not here to prove a point. I'm here to continue my preaching. You see, a girl, it's almost, look, one day I was leading some children to pray. They were about 14 years, 16, 12 the powerful prayer meeting. I had a prayer retreat with them. We were praying happily. Everybody came out. The children praying. Then suddenly some four or six boys walked in to come and join the prayer meeting. Come and see all the girls straightening their shirt, straightening their hair. They had already forgotten that we were in a spiritual mode. I mean, we were in the spirit calling on the Lord. Then they would just check it. Brothers, anytime they do this, they want you to see them. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Oh, they would deny it. As for, you know that a lot of girls are liars. So, don't worry. Yeah, that's why a lot of girls put makeup. So that you don't see the real thing. They have to deceive you. Do you get? And that's why I said, don't force me to prove this. Let me t- encourage me to continue with my preaching. Ah! That's why when they see you, they do this so that it's like look at the few, get, get the full picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as a, what, what do you do this for? They will tell you that the hair is entering into their eye. Why did you put it there in the first place? They sit, they straighten, and then they lift some of it up. Straight it up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are saying I. <laughs> I told you I don't want you next week. We will prove. We'll show you more. How many of you will be here next week to hear the continuation? Yeah, decide to be here. I'll continue with that. Do you get it? But it, do you know that why women do so? It's, it's just a curse. Because God has put a curse on Eve. Your desire. This also, is this also why you see, you see a girl in a very abusive relationship. But she can't leave. She knows that. All of you know somebody who's been beaten by somebody. But she can't get up and leave. Now I've come to your zone. It's a local 031. Yeah. The guy is, doesn't bring any money home, beats the girl. The girl goes to labor to bring everything. But the girl cannot leave. A curse is in operation. A curse is in operation. Yeah, guess it's no pressure. You ask yourself, just by use of common sense. Me, if you are my daughter and I give you to somebody and the person beats you once, if he knows the person doesn't have to beat you, just threaten that he's going to beat you. That day I'll bring his lobola back to him and collect my daughter and take my daughter away. Yeah. 
beating a girl child, I believe that from a certain age, she should never be beaten again. And even a girl child must not be beaten in the face. That's what I believe. Because it affects their self-confidence. And when a girl doesn't have self-confidence, it's dangerous like a garage without a lock. So she will get confidence in anything. If it's drugs, drugs. If it's men, men. If you just give herself to anything. Because she doesn't know her worth. The Bible says a virtuous woman, her price are high than rubies. Do you get that? So, if he threatens you once, I'm coming for you. So, if you are here listening to remember, if you go in, the guy is beating you, run away, because the thing about abuse is that it only gets worse. It never gets better. The, ab- the abuser is not trying to abuse you. He's trying to satisfy something in he himself. Not you. You are not the problem. You are not, the, the problem is the person. He wants to satisfy something in himself. So each time he does it, he develops a higher appetite for it. Yeah, so maybe he'll slap you once, bam! Then he'll be happy. Next time, one is not enough, so one, two. The next time, one, two, three, you think he's doing, God is fighting for us. <laughs> But you see this girl like a fool. Just for me. Uh, uh. It's a curse. It's a curse. And the third curse is the curse of Noah. The curse of um, um, Ham. The curse of Ham. Ham is the black boy of, the black son of um, Noah. And Noah cursed him, you will be a servant. That's why in any community in the world that you go to, black people are always the lowest. It's sad to say, but that's the truth. By the grace of God, I've been blessed to travel to so many places. Everywhere I have gone to, black people are the lowest. Even here in a black land. Now, how does prayer affect this? Because remember, we are looking about, we are talking about, we are not talking about politics. Bishop, yes, tomorrow we are going on a toy toy. You have told us, hey, black people, Amandla, away to Amandla, away to Amandla. No, 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 no. Stop that nonsense. How does prayer, how does prayer overcome this? How does prayer overcome this situation? Prayer, prayer for wisdom. You see, these cases are averted or ameliorated by wisdom. A curse is a frustration. I was just telling somebody on my way here that if you love somebody beyond the point that you lose yourself, it means you can't control yourself. It's a bad thing. It's an, it's an influence. You're under a bad influence. It's an obsession. It's an obsession. You should just love the person enough. You should still be able to control yourself. It's an obsession. Do you see it? Now, cases are like frustrating things that come over you that you can't control. It has a negative effect of, on you. You can't control it. It frustrates your efforts. So, how you overcome curses is by the use of wisdom. How do you get wisdom? Through prayer. James 1.5 says, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord who will give to him freely. 
It takes wisdom. If you are a girl, it takes wisdom to break this curse of Eve, where it's like you are just following. If any man lacketh wisdom, let him ask God that giveth to all men freely. It takes wisdom to decide that no, 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 no. I can't just be following a man. Like any man can have. A, I, I know people, they are looking for a beloved so much that they will compromise their, their spirituality, their Christian work, just to get a guy. But if you have some wisdom in your head, you rather add quality to yourself. You work on yourself. Make yourself better. Somebody will come and choose you. Somebody will come and choose you. Even back in the day, princesses, husbands are decided for them even before. Why? Because of the quality of the person. You're a princess. Your father is the king. Hey, you cannot go unmarried. You'll choose a prince from somewhere else for you. So wisdom is needed. Wisdom to overcome the frustrations of life. The curse of Noah brings frustration into life. That everything becomes difficult. But if you, if you are to have wisdom and to apply yourself, educate yourself, work on yourself, you see that they have... You don't you realize that the more educated people are paid more than the less educated people? Any workplace you go to, the highly qualified people are paid more, which means their frustrations are less. Than the lower person, if you are paid 3,000 a month, and then your neighbor is paid 32,000 rands a month, he will solve, his 32,000 will solve far more problems than your 3,000. The same way if you are paid 3,000 and your neighbor is paid 600 rands, you will see that your 3,000 will solve more problems than his 600 rands. How do you acquire that? Through wisdom. Hallelujah. All the cases we have looked at, wisdom is what makes it easier for you. Now look at wisdom. Proverbs 3, I'm reading 13 to 19. It says, happy is the man that finds wisdom. And the man that gets understanding. Most of your prayer should be for wisdom and understanding. Yeah. Look, let me give you three things to pray about. One, prayer for mercy. Because we are always making mistakes. And God must have mercy on us. Number two, pray for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps us to pray. And number three, pray for wisdom. Three, this week, pray for this. Throughout the week, just pray for At dawn, from, 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 from I think half past five to half past six, I was just praying for wisdom. 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 I was actually going to sleep. Then my wife was listening to a message. Then Bishop said, Pray for wisdom. I decided I'm going to pray for wisdom. And I spent an hour just praying for wisdom. Because he says, for her merchandise. Next verse. Her merchandise, the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof of fine gold. He says, the reward, what you get from wisdom is more than silver and gold. Next verse. And she is more precious than rubies. And all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Next verse. Length of days are in her right hand. And in her left hand, riches and honor. Wisdom gives us all these things. Wisdom gives us all these things. This is a, if you don't pray, wisdom will not come. And without wisdom, these cases will just be ruling your life. Ruling your life. Hard. Everything will be hard. 
Small university that you have come. Hard you can't pass. Last week I was being told somebody who's struggling to pass in school. I explained to the pastor, it's an absence of wisdom. You see many people, they say they are in school. They say, exam, they won't study. They'll just watch, they'll just Netflix all through. And sometimes Netflix and chill all through the semester. Then when it's exam time, suddenly they say they are studying. Then when they fail, they start crying to the pastor. Meanwhile, you have not studied enough. You have not studied enough. You just, it's just this week. You studied the whole night to go and write. Even studying the whole night to go and write is not good for your mind because your brain is tired. When you are writing the exam, you can't think so quickly. And when you are writing the exam, one, you need the ability to remember. Do you get number two? The ability to think and to calculate. And three, the ability to imagine. Now, when your mind is slow, your mind is tired. So your mind is working like a phone with a low battery. Everything is slow. Or a computer which hard drive is almost full. So everything, you click an application, it takes forever to open. Or a Samsung phone. Anyway, let's go for it. Or a brand new Samsung phone. Just like a brand new, click an app, it takes forever to open. Yeah. One, one day I had a Huawei phone. When I got it, I, I just needed a phone to use for something. Then I got, I pressed something. I was sitting, it was like this one. Yeah. You didn't look at it, it's falling down, it's a problem. It can't even stay where it must be. I clicked the thing, I waited, and it's not coming. I said, look, I can't use this phone, take your phone away. Because you click one thing, it doesn't want to open my phone. I touch it, it opens. Even when I intend to touch it, it wants to open. <laughs> ah! So your mind is tired, so it's behaving like a Samsung phone. Yeah. You should have studied the whole semester. Listen, if you are sitting here, you are a student under me. Listen to me and listen to me clear. And let this instruction go into your coconut. How many of you are students so that I know who I'm talking to? You are a student. You go and study. Raise your right hand. And remember, your right hand is the one opposite your left. Can you say raise any of them? <laughs> no, the one opposite to your left. Good. Now put your hand down. Now hear me and hear me clearly. If you are a student, it means your primary occupation is studying. When you fill a form and they say occupation and you write student, it means that student, being a student is what occupies you. What does the word occupy means? Your parents won't tell you this. I'm telling you this. Listen to me carefully. The word occupy means that's what fills you. Do, do, do you understand? That's what, it's not what is there. Because there could be many things there. If somebody came and he told you, this place is occupied by, this is called a pulpit, by, by a pulpit. Will you believe what he's saying? There's a pulpit here, but it's not occupied by a pulpit. The thing that is here, in copious quantity, like most, is what occupies this place. So when you write occupation student, it means what occupies you the most is being in school, studying. So if you have 24 hours in a day and you don't spend more than half of it on what occupies you, you can't say that that's your occupation. So if you stay, say you are a student, you have to study every day. You have to study a lot. And studies is not going to lectures. 
Many people, when they tell you they are studying, means they went to lectures or they did an assignment. Assignment is not studying. Studying is you've done every work they have given you, you have finished. Now you are sitting down to imbibe what you have been taught so that it is crystallized in your mind. That when you are asked, whether you are awake or asleep, you can reproduce it. That's studying. You see that you can't clap again. Shame on you. Come next week, I'll say it again, in addition to the other promise that I made to you. So if you're a student, hear me and hear me well. Apply wisdom. You are here to study. So every single day, Sunday we have come to church, we are resting. Look, Sunday we come to church by two, we have gone home. Or you have gone home. When you go home at two, go and eat, rest a bit. Wake up around five, six, and start studying. But you see, you go, you say, oh, I'm tired. Then you go and visit this friend. Then you go and visit this friend. Then you go and visit this friend. Then you go and watch television. What about Tyrell? The whole day is good. When you come and sit down, 9.30, 10 o'clock, you open the book. The, oh. the next thing you see is you are waking up. It's in the morning. Then when it's exam and you are finished, so I study throughout. You study what throughout? You don't stop that. Study throughout what? have failed because you failed. And those of you pamper people who write exams and fail, they didn't work hard, then you want to cry with them. Stop crying with them. Get them to study. There will be no need for crying. Hey, Bishop, you don't have pity for people, for the people at all. This is my pity. My pity is to put wisdom into your head. My sympathy is to put wisdom into your head. Bishop, when I write an answer, it doesn't go, I won't tell you. Don't tell me. I don't care. I will know when you have failed. So wisdom. I said what? Wisdom. wisdom. My dear, what's your name? I didn't hear it, but I'll take it like that. Slungile. Slu. Okay. Wow. Wisdom. Are you a student or a worker or in between? Student. Yeah. Study every day. Student. Study every day. The wisdom is what? Study every day. Because you are a student. You eat every day. Why don't you want to study every day? Some of you even three times, four times. Every day I can tell from the meat on your shoulders. Four, five times every day. Some of you say, some of you never stop eating. So study. Study. Hallelujah. Number three. Number three. When you do not pray, your life is governed purely by the God of this world. Second Corinthians 4, 4 Bible says, in whom the God of this world has blinded their eyes. God of this world has done what? He has blinded their eyes. That the, glory, the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, who is the express image of God, should not shine unto them. Who is the God of this world? Satan. Satan is the God of this world. I'm, 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 I'm sure of that. Satan is, why, 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 why am I sure that Satan is the God of the world? Because he told Jesus that, bow to me and I'll give you the world. If the world didn't belong to him, why, how can he promise it to Jesus? It's only men that lie. Do you get it? It's men that lie. So well, I'll give you the, doesn't have it. It's not for him. I'll give you this. It's not for him. That we know. But God doesn't lie. Satan is, is a liar. But this thing that the world, for Jesus to believe it, then the world must be under his control. Hence, we can see all the things that happen in the world. 
all the things that are okay in the world. Now, when you don't pray, he, he, he's your governor. Whatever he decides happens, happening, that's what happens to you. That's what happens. So your life is governed by it. Your life is directed by it. Your life is influenced by that. That's what influences your life. That's why we must rise up to become people who pray. I said people who do what? Who pray. Pray so that Satan doesn't influence your life. Your life is not governed by what Satan... You see, when you live... Like, the decision Sarah and Apostle makes is what affects us. Amen. It's what affects us. I hear fuel prices are about to go down. Yeah. By 30 cents. Meanwhile, it just went up by three rands. By 30 cents. <laughs> yeah. So depending on which, who, who's ruling where you are and, and how your life will be. How you, most of Africa is ruled by bad leaders. That's why there's a lot of poverty in Africa. Amen. When you go to places where there's a good ruler, you see that things are better there. Do you see? Many of you don't know. You see, you've not been, you've not traveled, so you don't know what the rest of Africa looks like. You have no idea what the rest of, you think Africa is Deb and CBD. (laughs) Africa, Africa. It's not Deb and CBD. It's not Santin. It's not Johannesburg. Africa, Africa. Oh, poverty. Poverty all over Africa. Because bad rulers. You go to some places, good rulers, see things work. Health system works. Everything works. So depending on who rules where you are and how your life will be. Now, if Satan is the one ruling where we are, then our lives will be in a particular way. Unless we rise up to pray, to reorganize events. To reor- Just as we said, prayer for wisdom puts wisdom in your head so that your struggles go down. The same way when you pray, the influence of the situation around you, the prevalent situations around you, they go down. How many of you have gone to a place where you see everybody is poor? Then there's that one rich person in the place. How did he become rich? He knows something you don't know. Yeah, you go to Ekasi. When you are in Ekasi, you see all the houses, four rooms, four rooms, four rooms. Then suddenly you see one major house. It's there. It's like, ah, how did these people become rich? And where, the question we usually where were my parents? When this person, if you don't pray and alter your life so that God blesses your life, your children will also come and ask that, where was my parent when these other people were being blessed? Where were they? Where was my mother? Where was my dad? When this person was being blessed. What this person was doing well. well that's why we have to rise up and pray. So that Satan. That, imagine Satan controlling your life. No wonder some things happen to us. No wonder evil after evil. Evil after evil. Evil after evil. When you go here, wickedness. When you go here, trouble. Somebody has stabbed this person. Somebody has killed this person. Even like this starving, starving murders that have started. You wonder, Some of the murders you don't even understand. A friend of mine, his father was sitting at a starving drinking. And then some people walked in. And then they just shot him. And they left. 
I mean, they just shot him, pa, 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 and they left. He just shot him. He doesn't know them. He does, they just shot him. And then they realized, oh, that's not the person they were looking for. Then they went to another tavern to shoot that person there. So when you don't pray, you'll be busy at your, you, maybe you don't go to taverns, hopefully, but you, you, you'll be sitting at your KFC chewing your drumstick. Then somebody will come and pa, 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 and go. God forbid. They never happen to you. That's why you have to rise up and become somebody who prays. Rise up and become somebody. So that all these things that Satan has planned up, it doesn't happen to you. A taxi is going from here to here. Satan is looking for blood to drink. So he says, oh, this taxi must crash here. You get there, then the taxi is full. Then you just join the next one. Yeah. Or you join the taxi that is going to crash. Satan is looking for somebody to just fill with HIV. Then you also walk into it. But with prayer, you see, you avoid it. Number four, I close with number four. When you don't pray, I have four minutes more, so let me do number four. When we don't pray, we do not intervene or modify events that take place. In the spirit realm. When you don't pray. You don't modify. Events that take place. In the spirit realm. You don't modify the events. Our lives are governed by events. That are taking place in the spirit realm. The spirit realm refers to where. Spirits exist. Angels and spirits exist. And what they do there. Is what determines what happens to us here. And it's through prayer that we modify these things. Let me show you some events. I read this scripture to you and then we close. Revelation 6 I read from verse 1. It says, And I saw when the lamp opened one of the seals. Verse 1. And I heard as it were the noise of thunder and one of four be saying, Come and see. And I saw and behold a white horse And him that sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. So he says, what did I see in the spirit realm? I saw somebody riding a white horse. And the person who sat on this horse, he had a bow, and he had a crown, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. So this is what was happening in the spirit realm. The white horse. So, in the spirit realm, there are spiritual creatures, horses. In this case, horses. The first one is a white horse. And that white horse, when he's moving, what happens is that people conquer. People conquer. Conquer. Conquer means they have victory. Yeah. May a white horse be riding in your life so that you can conquer things in this world. Next verse. Verse 3. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast saying, come and see. Verse 4. And I went, and there went out another horse that was red. So now a red horse is riding. You know, he's riding from Intuba Tuba to Josini. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at what is going to happen between Intuba Tuba and Josini. And power was given to him that sat there on to take peace from the earth and that they, they should kill one another. 
and there was given unto him a great sword. He said, this, this horse, as he's moving, the rider had power to one, take peace. Peace from homes, peace from schools, peace from communities, peace from countries, peace from, to take away peace. And what he was striving for, for them to kill one another. Could it not be that this shibins that people are being, this starving killings, a red horse has ridden over those, over the country that people are killing each other? Could it not be that a red horse is... I mean, senseless killing. You can't understand why they are killing each other. You can't understand why they are killing... A red horse. Next one. Let's go forward. And when he had opened the third one, I heard the third come and see, and behold, lo, a black horse. Where we have gotten to there is even worse. A black horse. And him that sat on it had a pair of balances in his hand. Which means he had a scale. A balance is a scale. A scale. Good. Next one. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four be saying, A measure of wheat for a penny. And three measures of barley for a penny. And see that thou hast not the oil... And the one he says, this guy, what a balance, what he was coming to do is that he's coming to make things expensive. He's coming to make life expensive. Things very costly. Look, when you go to the shops today, you'll be amazed at the prices of things. Back in the day, when Tabo Mbeki was president, Streetwise 2 was 14 rands, 13.99. Have you ever eaten streetwise too for thirteen ninety nine before? Ah, when were you born? I'll take you to KFC. I'll buy you thirteen ninety nine streetwise too. Today, how much is streetwise too? Big Mac was nineteen rands ninety nine. Big Mac meal, not just the Big Mac itself was fourteen ninety nine. The Big Mac meal with the drink and the everything nineteen ninety nine. See that when I started talking about food, all of you have woken up. Yeah, your eyes are shining. <laughs> Shiny eyes. <laughs> I got you. Today, Big Mac meal, 52 rands, regular meal. Not even large or medium or a regular, just regular. Regular means the chips are short and the cook is also short. To make this hard oil, cooking oil. Look, recently my wife brought oil. She went to, to buy groceries and she brought oil. I asked her, how much is this oil? When she mentioned the price, I told her we won't cook with this oil. I told this oil, we are keeping it. <laughs> Anytime somebody needs a miracle and we have to pray for the person, we touch a little of the oil and we use it to lay hands because the oil is expensive. We are only going, I told her, we are only going to use this oil to raise the dead. Once somebody dies, you call me, I come with that oil. I lay my hands and raise you from it because the oil is expensive. So I told them, we will mix, we will boil everything we are eating, we will boil it. Even tomatoes, we will boil it and drink it. Yeah. A black horse. A black horse, when it rides around, everything becomes expensive. Everything becomes difficult. Then the next one, verse 7, verse 8. Verse 7. 
And when I had, he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice. He said, Come and see. Verse 8. And I looked and behold, a pale horse. It's, this is the horse you don't want to meet. A pale horse. Pale is not a color. It's a state. It's like, you can't really, it's not, really, it's not nice. It's like, the horse is pale. It's like a sick. You don't know which color it is. And the name of him that sat was, of, on him that sat was death. And hell followed with him. And the power was given to him over a fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. So this guy, he brought death and he was killing in four different ways. One is killing by the sword, gunshots, violent killing. The second one is to kill by hunger. You die by what you don't have. So let's say maybe you have a medical problem that if you had medical aid, you would survive. Because you don't have medical aid, you die. You die by what you don't have. And to kill with death, just death, like COVID, then people are dying. Almost all of us know somebody who has died from COVID. Even those who said COVID doesn't exist, they know. You see, when it was the first COVID, you say, oh, it's for people who have traveled till Delta came. Delta doesn't discriminate. It changed the landscape. Delta can clear about three in one house. You'll be wondering, hey, what is this? So to kill by death. And then the fourth way it was killing by the beast of the earth. It's like any wild thing that happens in the earth leads to somebody's death. So these are the events that are taking place in the spirit. And when they take, these are like four horses that are riding. And when they ride around, they affect the people. Well, this horse was giving power over a fourth of the, which is 25% of the earth. That's why you have to rise up and pray and become a praying Christian. That every day you pray, you pray about your school, you pray about your life, you pray about your Christian life, you pray about your day as you are going and you are coming. That you will not go into evil, you will go and come blessed. Or else, if you don't pray, and that day a black horse is riding in the area, or a red horse is riding, or a pale horse. Or a white horse is right. A horse that you don't know what it is doing is riding in the place. You'll be surprised what happens. That's why we must rise up and become prayerful people. Hallelujah. And number five, if you don't pray, your life is governed by the wickedness of men. Stand to your feet as I close. Your life becomes governed by the wickedness. Of men. First John 5 19, the Bible says the whole world lies in wickedness. How many of you have met a wicked person before? I've met wicked lecturers before, wicked girls before. Some girls are wicked, some boys are wicked. Boys are more wicked than girls. Anyway, girls are somebody, a girl says girls are more wicked. Anyway, whichever one is your crown, take it. But when you don't pray, you are at the wickedness of, of people. Many of you are young. God has blessed us as a church to have you so we can grow together with you. If our prayer is that you don't fall in the hands of wicked men who will use you and abuse you. Yeah. That's our prayer. That you will not fall in the hands of wicked people. Fall in the hands of a wicked lecturer. Say, if you don't sleep with me, you won't pass this course. 
One doctor, she told me, said when she was in medical school, a lecturer who wanted to sleep with her, the lecturer, and she said no. The le- when they were in class, the lecturer called her and said, they were, they were doing, they were, they were le- medical school. So she said, the lecturer said to her, draw your vagina on the board. Do you know what a vagina is? The way you are all looking at me, it's like I've mentioned something you don't know about. Meanwhile, you have one. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, the lecturer humiliated her in front of the whole class. Instead of telling her that we are doing this class, draw a vagina. We are studying vagina. Draw it on the board. Because in medical school, all these things make no difference. Your head, your ear, your... I mean, it's here that when we say vagina, say, yo... But in medical school, I mean, it's a, it's a part of your body. But the lecturer made it personal. Yeah. And she told me that lecturer failed me. I repeated one year. And in medical school, if you fail one subject, you repeat the whole year. It's not like you come and write that module. No, 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 no. Do you know why? Should I tell you why? Because as a doctor, if you make a mistake, somebody dies. So we can't take a chance. It's not like baking bread. If you are baking bread, you forget to turn off the stove. It's just bread that gets bent. We bake another one. But if you make a mistake as a doctor, somebody dies. So we can't afford you to make a mistake. So fail just one course. Fail the 48%. She had to do a whole year. Her mates went ahead of her. One year and be in the lecturer's class for a whole year again. Hey! Wickedness of men. You see a young lady coming up. You see a man who will abuse spoil an older person, spoil her life. And, and, and at that time, you see, at that time, she's a child. So she, she doesn't know. She just before, she thinks she's in love. But what she's not. Many of you, the things you think you are doing that you are in love, you're actually not in love. It's called puppy love. Do you know puppy love? Puppy love is the way a puppy loves the owner. You see, that's why it's called puppy love. It's like you think you are in love. You are not in love. When your mind starts working properly, when you mature, when you grow, when your brain becomes bigger, when the water and the, the substance balances in your head, you will see that, no, 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 I don't want to be with this person. That's why I even advise people, don't rush to say you are falling in love. You are too young to understand what love is. You are too young to understand what you love. Hello? You are too young to understand what you love. Do you get it? You are too young to understand what, not that, even not even to understand, maybe you've loved your mother before, so you know love, but to understand what you love when it comes to a man. Do you see? So I said, take your time. So Bishop doesn't want us to date, he doesn't want us to be free. Are you going to date me? You are going to suffer in there. I'm not, I'm happy, I'm going to be continuing, but you are going to suffer. I'm preventing you from suffering. So it's like when your mind now matures, And you even understand, number one, yourself, who you are. Maybe you are going to be one of the ministers in South Africa. You are going to love this boy from the township who is destined to be a toti. What is he going to do in your life? So there you are with a toti, a gangster. That's your lover. You are in love with him. You say you are in love with him completely. Meanwhile, you didn't wait to find out who you will become properly. So that, because who you will become determines who you can love. It determines who you can love. 
So you are going to take this guy, he won't write exams and pass, he's not going anywhere. For the rest of your life, you are going to become his slave. You will work and work and work and you'll be sitting at home watching television. With your money, with you paying for the electricity and DSTV and Netflix. So let's take your time. So like I was saying, you see a young lady, her mind is not developed, but an older guy has convinced her that you are in love with me. And I said, I told that girl, she said, this guy, I've been in a relationship with him t- since I was 14. I said, when you grow up, you will realize that that's not, this, not the guy. But a guy that even wants to enter a relationship with you when you are 14 is a wicked person, he's a killer. 14 years, what do you know? It's only hot water that is in your head. What do you know? At, even at 18, what do you know? At 21, what do you know? It's just cooking oil that is inside your head. Not even fuel. What do you know? What do you know? I mean, tell me, what do you know? What do you know about yourself? Even yourself, what do you know about yourself? At 22, what do you know about yourself? How much do you know of yourself? Before you can make a life-changing decision about yourself. A life-defining decision about yourself. What do you know? So you see, then you are totally destroyed. By it. I pray for all of you who are listening to me today that God will give each of us wisdom to operate and to navigate through life in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands, just pray for yourself shortly. Pray and pray. Ask God for wisdom. As we close this service, ask God for wisdom. Young man, ask for wisdom. Old man, ask for wisdom. Young lady, ask for wisdom. Say, Lord, give me wisdom. 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 Your word declares that if any man lack wisdom, wisdom he should ask of the Lord who gives liberally, who gives freely. Give everybody under the sound of my voice wisdom, O God, in the name of Jesus. 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 Fill me with wisdom, Lord. Fill me with wisdom and deliver me from the wickedness of men. From the wickedness of men. From the wickedness of men. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for everybody who is here. Lift your hands. Let us pray. Thank you for every hand that is lifted. I pray for them, Lord. Lord, fill every single one of us with wisdom and understanding that will operate in this life following the right things in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from the cruelty and the evils and the wickedness of men. Deliver us from the control of the devil. Deliver us from spiritual things, decisions that are being, evil decisions that are being taken in the spirit to govern our lives, Lord. Deliver us from them. Modify the course of our lives, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to live under your control, under your guidance, and under your rule. Intervene in our lives, Lord, and direct the course of our lives. All right, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Say a nicer amen. Amen. Put your hands Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.